0: Welcome to Flix. My name's Daniel Swan. This is episode 149, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss Chasing Amy, Kevin Smith's third and widely believed to be best film. I mean, of course it's going to be good. It stars Ben Affleck and it's about lesbians. Those films tend to be pretty good. Just ask Gigli. Kevin Smith makes his first film, The Indie Darling Clerks, for $30,000 of his own money. Everybody loves it. Hollywood is buzz, And so Universal says, oh my god, if he can make Clerks for fuck all, imagine what he can do with $6 million. The result is Mallrats, something not a lot of people loved until it came out on video. Video. Oh,
1: back in the day.
0: Old school. But Miramax still has faith. They see Smith and think he has great films within him. He shows them his next script, inspired by his relationship with actress Joey Lauren Adams, whom he'd met on the set of Morrats and started a relationship with. It followed a comic book writer and an artist as he meets a girl, falls for her pretty hard, and then finds out she's all lesbian and that. Miramax says, mm, "Yes, please. This looks great. Omg, we don't trust you with six million dollars since you shit the bed on Mallrats. So how's about three million dollars? And you can cast cool up-and-coming people like John Stewart, David Schwimmer, and Drew Barrymore." Smith says, "Meeting new people." No thanks. I was actually thinking of casting my girlfriend and a couple of my buds in it. And Miramax says, "Well, sure, if you want, but we're only going to give you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make it, and the rest is history." With one twenty-fourth of the budget of Morat, did Kevin Smith make a film that is one twenty-fourth as good, or is money not actually a mark of quality? I can't believe that is true.
1: Wow, Jesus. i mean otherwise
0: what's this all about <laughs> what are we working towards is the film a million miles away from his best work or is it chasically brilliant very good I'm, you like I both of them good.
1: well done yeah that's the
0: best one in a while
1: <laughs>
0: sadly uh to help me answer is the sweaty lesbian to my cameoing sugar what? fiend <laughs> tiffany b is she sweaty when she's in the club scene no. she's wearing that like mesh shirt yeah she's kind of dancing and glistening sweating looks like a slightly consumed boiled sweet or you know just a sweaty person well oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um tiffany b yes in a spoiler free um you know context of things mm-hmm, what what did, what did, what did you think about chasing amy um why don't you tell me about it? Why don't you tell me what you thought? I thought were. it
1: had good and bad in it, which I think is It's
0: so like every film. Ever yeah, made, like so. every
1: film, yeah. But I think it was um, you know, a little more a little more more good than the other Kevin Smith films we've seen thus far. So
0: this is your favorite. This is your favorite so, so far. So far, yes,
1: I think so. I think because it it uh well, I think it has a lot better uh, character Sketching and character development than okay. we've seen from him before, Lovely. Um, which I think goes a long way with me. Yeah, um, and I think it tries to like deal with something. <laughs> like I think that Clerks was you know, uh, you know, very kind of raw and it was this kind of let's talk about things, issues that are interesting to us, and um, you know, over the, and there wasn't really a plot, and that was kind of the point. Mm. And then Mallrats was like, there's kind of a plot, but nobody really cares about it. Like, there's no investment. And I didn't love that. Yeah. Um, Whereas this one, I feel like there is, there's a point. There's something happening here. Trying to tell the story. you know... Uh yeah, like to your point with regard to the actors and stuff, obviously he does lean on his friends. But, you know, if one of your friends is Ben Affleck, then <laughs> you've got a decent yeah. you know, and you cast him in your lead role, which yeah. well done for the first time getting the lead role right. Yes. Um it it just makes such a and and you know, placing people in where they should be. Mm. Like Jason Lee yeah. should be a side character, yeah, he's too much as the yeah. main character, but he was great in this as a side character, so I felt like all the pieces were a little bit more in place. um I did still have some problems, but overall, I felt like it it had a trajectory, it had character development, it had a strong lead actor, some really good kind of um ensemble people mm-hmm. um. Uh, you know kind of bringing some flavor bringing some interest bringing some kind of furthering of the story. Um so yeah I thought it was a, I thought it was a lot better. It felt like a lot more mature as a yeah. filmmaker to me a big from step up. those first two. Yeah mm. it felt like a big kind of and now I'm going to actually try to address something properly. Yeah. And w- which is fine like you can do both obviously kind of something that's you know n- inconsequential and then this which is a little bit more meaty but um yeah, you know, this is my preference. This kind of more meaty side of it, but yeah, it definitely felt like you know, Clerks was but a teenager. More rats was maybe early twenties, and this took a big jump into like thirties, mid thirties. He is a man. <laughs> um, what so did it's good.
0: You think? So we're kind of seeing his development as yeah a, as a filmmaker.
1: I yeah, I do think as it story feels like that. Like
0: nice progression.
1: Yeah. Like he's growing up, he's kind of finding his feet, finding his voice, mm. which is a big thing for me, as you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. What did you think?
0: I thought it was really good.
1: You love it, don't you? It's
0: one of my historically. It's one of my favorite films.
1: Wow, one of your favorite films. I think so. Yeah. Wow.
0: I think it has a a special place in my heart. Yes. Uh, I think it it again continues that you know, it's looking at comic books. Yeah. Which, as a young man, is obviously going to draw me in. It's this kind of like huge, almost kind of melodramatic love story. Yes. Um Real kind of you know absurd ups and downs. Yeah. You know what I imagine would be a relatively short span of time. Yeah. Which can sometimes seem a little bit too overwrought, mm-hmm. but I think it's is interesting, and I think it's like you say because it is trying to deal with things it is trying to explore certain things um it feels a little bit more earned i yeah. suppose to have these kind of big
1: yeah huge um,
0: huge scenes and huge kind of ridiculous monologues and stuff um i feel like the, like the kind of the look of the film is is um better i think it goes but i think he does well with a smaller a smaller amount of money he does better on a smaller yeah. canvas
1: yeah that's um, interesting
0: because I mean this is made for yeah $250,000 and so a lot of it's in kind of apartments and yeah. you know it's one restaurant but nobody else is in it because obviously they couldn't afford the extras and yeah. you know a train station that's clearly not a train station it's just a corridor in a yeah. fucking building um, a hockey rink a hockey game that's like you know we see one twelfth of a a hockey rink so it's yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's clearly a very it's yeah painted on a very small canvas but i think he does well with that because so much of his storytelling is done through dialogue and stuff yeah um yeah yeah i think it's good it has great performances um like you say i think jason lee is is really good it's a it's a very jason lee character yeah and clearly he's you know because these are the people that he wanted to cast in it so there's going to be an element of him writing it for his friends yeah like i know that he'd be able to do this really well so let's do this yeah it kind of develops in a in a in a pleasing way for me i think it's i think it's a a a difficult um topic to 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 broach i don't think he does it entirely successfully in terms of you know Sexual history and sexual kind of experimentation and how that affects people, and you know,
1: yeah, he's very preoccupied with sexual history, isn't he? Yeah, it's come up every time. Mm. It's very
0: what was this? What was it in more so in in clerks? It's that she's
1: gone down on so everyone,
0: (laughs) she's blowjobbed her way across. uh, Was it didn't it come up in
1: more as well? Well, I suppose it wasn't sexual history, it was more that girl.
0: Oh, Trisha Jones, yeah. Having sex
1: with everyone to, like, rate them.
0: Alyssa's sister. Yeah. Or cousin? Sister. Sister, Something. I think, yeah. And uh, there's talk, I know Jerry Lauren Adams in that film as well is uh, spoken to be kind of quite sexually adventurous and
1: yeah.
0: had sex with Rick Darius on a pool table and all that yes, kind of
1: stuff. yeah. Yeah, I don't know, he seems to be very interested in, like... yeah. Yeah, that. Which sex. leads me to believe he's not had a lot of it himself by that point. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed to come up a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a man with sex on the brain quite yeah. a lot, I think. Um, who was your MVP?
1: My MVP was Dwight Ewell. Oh, me Ewell. too! Oh, really?
0: I really thought that was going to be a left field choice. Me but too. apparently not.
1: I thought you... I did not know who you, I thought you'd pick, but I didn't think it would be him. Wow. Um,
0: Why did you think Dwight Ewell... Um,
1: Because I thought he had a really funny kind of gimmick of him being this, you know, uh, kind of black power, angry, like Black Panther type of um, character, like outwardly, you know, uh, publicly, I guess, professionally, I don't know. Um, But that he's this kind of um, effeminate, kind of bitchy, gay guy who... I think I just uh, you know I kind of love his character because he in a love story where people are a little bit like much yeah he kind of cuts it down yeah. and there's something wonderful about that that kind of like ironic kind of satirical kind of voice yeah. in a, in a story like this and for me um I guess I c- can be quite cynical oh, and yeah. so I, I don't know. It's just fun for me to watch someone yeah. in the in the per, in the film or in the moment be able to be like, stop being such an idiot, yeah. like chill out about it, or and for
0: that voice to be uh, coming from a very dry, yeah, very sassy gay yes. man. That's a that's a yeah, a, a wonderful yeah voice to have, yeah, kind of pointing out flaws and things.
1: Yeah, and really like confident in himself and like yeah. who he is and. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought he was really good, really yeah. fun to have around.
0: Yeah. I think it's a shame that like, I haven't seen him in anything else. Yeah. I mean, he shows up very briefly in Dogma, spoilers. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen him uh, in anything else.
1: Yeah, I liked him. I wonder what he's doing then. Yeah. I thought he was very good um, as, like, a comic actor. Yeah. And also, maybe not as well. Like, he was also, you know, he's an over-the-top character. But, um yeah, you know, some people in life are over the top mm. so And you knew exactly roles. who he was.
0: I think that's that's yeah. a big thing. It's a very def- like you say a very defined character and a very believable character yeah. in that world. Like, yeah. You've definitely met someone like him. Yeah. Even if you haven't met someone specifically like him. Yeah. the exactly. circumstances you know, yeah, kind of who he is. Yeah. Well, how about that? I wasn't I would have bet money that we wouldn't have got the same on that one. Yeah. But well done Dwight
1: he obviously impressed us
0: wherever you are sir we raise a glass to you Mm -hmm. so that was our spoiler free review of chasing amy the third and at the time concluding part of his jersey trilogy Mm. i think he was just thinking that it was going to be those three um and then yeah you know just kind of went back to the well again and again which means that there's more podcasts in this series thank god um If you are leaving us at this point because you're desperate to avoid spoilers for a film that came out in 1997, um, feel free. Absolutely. Thank you very much for listening so far, and we hope you come back and listen to the rest of it um, in due course. But for the rest of you who are eager to get to those spoilers, you have only a jingle's worth of time to wait. So let's get to that jingle right now. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy If you listen any further Without watching the movie
1: It's spoilers!
0: Jingle over, we are now out of the desert of spoiler free We are knee deep into the humid swamp of spoiler filled Using our patented 5.6 outcome rating system To delve into the nitty and indeed the, the gritty of the third film in the view Askew Universe, the tightly connected View Askew Universe. Tiffany B. Gives a point, will ya? Give a point, will ya? I remember when boys like girls and girls like boys and we just called
1: it a day. How dare you? <clears throat> Um, Okay, so let's see here.
0: Let's just dive in. Let's just, okay,
1: let's dive in. Let's just dive in. Let's let's just just dive, do this. in okay? dive in. I'm gonna dive.
0: Let's get our swimming caps on and just dive in.
1: It's on. I've got my little nose peg on. Little I'm nose peg. I'm ready pig. for a big dive. Diving in. I'm gonna go with a negative. Fuck you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and that negative is going to be. Joey Lauren Adams. Uh-oh.
0: You knew it was coming.
1: You knew it was coming. <laughs> Ladies and, and gentlemen, gonna... settle
0: in for the next 45 minutes <laughs> as <laughs> Tiffany B
1: no. dissects. Okay, let's just do it quickly.
0: D- do it. Okay, it.
1: I don't like her. <laughs> no, okay, I... Okay, so my
0: point is... <laughs> oh. What um... did you like about her? <sighs> For, the, uh, for those of you listening, uh, <laughs> Tiffany B is currently pinching the bridge of her nose.
1: I find her to be just kind of annoying as a woman. <laughs> like, I, as in,
0: as, as she is a woman or you as a woman find her annoying?
1: Both. Really more <laughs> that she as a woman is annoying. Okay. Because she kind of has this like gravelly voice, which, you know... Whatever she can't help. but she's like it's all squeaky and it's almost like sometimes she's like baby talking, right? I f- flipping hate that. <laughs> like women who who act like they're like juvenile for no reason, okay? Um, so I find that annoying. I don't think she's a great actress. Um, I particularly hated. The shouting scene that she does where she shouts for like two minutes yeah and it just you think no enough now come on like I don't you know I haven't had very many screaming arguments in my life no but I think there's only so long you can really scream at someone yeah you know and and she doubled it. like, <laughs> And it just... I felt like it was just bad acting.
0: Yeah.
1: And frankly, bad direction to yes. not say, excuse me, can we do that again? But maybe just don't shout the whole time. Yes. Like, can you just, you know, ha- variation in your mood? Like, think about what you really want to shout. Shout that. But don't shout all the way through. Mm. So some of that I just found to be a bit annoying. Um, and... I don't know. I don't know what it is with her. I just find her to be. I think it's the squeaky voice primarily, yeah, and the kind of like little girl lost type of vibe. Okay, but then she's also kind of like, oh, I'm a, uh, I'm an independent woman. How dare you? But then I also, she also kind of acts very kind of coquettish. Yeah, you know. I think if I, think she's probably not acting that much, and she's probably just like that. Okay. So I think pro- if I met her, I probably wouldn't like her on a personal <laughs> level. Um, but I also don't think she's a very good actor. And apart from that, she's great.
0: Well... There we go. And
1: I'm not alone in this. No? I don't know. I read a thing. (laughs) I just feel like other people must feel this way. But I did read a couple of reviews and people said, one person said, she's one to watch. So I guess...
0: So you immediately sent some pretty offensive messages to that person.
1: Well, I would just like to say... Say it to this critic who wrote that review okay. after watching Chasing Amy, whose job it is to review films. So this
0: is a professional film critic. Yes. Okay.
1: I would like to say.
0: Yeah.
1: where she had been then, eh? <laughs> who was right, huh? Seems like I was right because <laughs> seems like she really didn't done that much. She so, hasn't. No. Seems like you might. You can keep watching her, but no one else will. Gosh, I've gone really harsh.
0: Yeah, really harsh. You're like, I mean, it's one thing to criticise an actress for her acting, but another one to kind of delve in and say, and I'm pretty sure that if I met her, I wouldn't no, like no, her as a No, no, what person. point
1: I was trying to make there was that maybe I'm just being, you know, maybe I'm bringing my personal kind of preferences yeah. uh, to the table. Sure. And so she's... You know, I wouldn't necessarily like her, mm-hmm. and so it's harder for me to like watching someone who is not really my kind of person. Sure. So I don't mean that. I mean, I I do mean I wouldn't like her, mm-hmm. but I I meant that in a sense of maybe that's like on me that okay. I'm kind of judging her more based on you're bringing your a personal exactly. But I was justifying it by saying, but I also did not think she was a very good actress. In parts, there were you know. When she wasn't very good, so I do think this is a me problem. Sure, but I just I didn't like her, and therefore it was hard to have her there, you know, in in the center of the film.
0: Fair enough. I mean, this yeah, this looking at her Wikipedia, this was her, this was the zenith of her career. She got a uh, she won the Chicago Film Critics Association Award for Most Promising Actress.
1: There you go. People liked her, Um,
0: and she was nominated for the Golden Globe. Wow. For best actress musical uh, motion picture, musical or comedy.
1: There you go.
0: Um yeah. So she was uh, people liked her. People liked her. People liked.
1: Did her. you like her?
0: Um I know what you mean with the voice and I think yeah there's a there's a certain element of maybe manic pixie dream girl about her.
1: Yes, that's what it is. I think maybe that's what it there's is.
0: There's a little element of that, I think.
1: She's too kind of perfect. Yeah. Like
0: yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's one of those... I feel like this happens quite a lot, actually, recently, especially recently with the, you know, highlighting of, like, hey, we need strong female characters. And, and, yeah. And it was a big problem that I had with Ocean's 8 when yes. we watched that of people confusing strong female characters with interesting female characters. Okay. Because a strong character in terms of a good character is, like, somebody who's flawed.
1: Yes. That's not perfect. Not
0: perfect. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like, because you can, in the same way that, a, you know, a male character, you know, like a, a kind of action hero, of Schwarzenegger in a lot of his films, Stallone in a lot of his films, I'm just this fucking tough dude and yeah. I've got a heart of gold and I'm going to punch the bad guys into... Like, that's not an interesting character. No. A much more interesting character is... I don't know, even in the action realm, is like a John McClane. Yeah. Of, like, he's not a perfect guy, he's kind yeah. of muddling through at points. Yeah. I mean, John McClane's a great example of, like, in Die Hard 1, he's just a regular guy, but then as he continues on, he just kind of levels up in each film until he's, like, this kind of
1: yeah. unkillable,
0: you know, action hero perfect guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, beca- and, you know, becomes a lot less interesting as a result of it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, she maybe suffers a little bit from... Yes. Not necessarily having enough flaws, not being yeah. interesting enough,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I think that that's a good...
0: It's that thing of like well i've got I've got to write this strong female lead yeah. and you think, yeah, but it's gonna be more interesting for everybody involved, surely if she's like well this is a this is a good thing about this yeah. she's got a lot of great great qualities, yeah. but she's also got these qualities that aren't so great, and they yeah. I think that's what gets people interested in stuff. Yeah, that's what separates a Will Turner from a Jack Sparrow.
1: Yeah, because
0: Jack Sparrow is a lot more interesting because he's got a lot more dimensions to him. He's not like I'm going to do the right thing, and I'm you know.
1: You just showing off that you've recently watched Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) We
0: watched all three of them, so don't (laughs) even worry about it.
1: I know who Will Turner is. Um, Good, yeah. Well, I think that's a good point, but I, you know, clearly people disagree with me. That's fine. I just didn't find her very enjoyable to watch.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not gonna you know, I'll defend to Edith. You right to... yeah.
1: What's uh, your point? I'm
0: gonna go with the positive, I think. Just Good. to counteract your disgusting negativity. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna say, my boy for the second straight flicks, my boy Jason Lee.
1: Oh, you love him. I
0: love Jason oh Lee. My oh my I
1: gosh. I never knew about your love for him until this time.
0: I love Jason Lee. Um, I think he is Great at doing Jason Lee type Smart roles. roles, yeah. Yeah, but I I just think he he brings so much energy, so much commitment. Again, such a clearly defined character. I'm not. I don't know necessarily that I agree. Like Holden's very convinced by the end, and Hooper is what alludes to it that he's gay, and I'm not sure that there's necessarily enough. Evidence of that? Well,
1: I think, I mean, I kind of think lead. there is. Oh, really? Well, because I think at the end, when he has the opportunity to say no, I'm not, you know, I'm not gay. I'm not, I wouldn't like to sleep with my friend. He doesn't really say that. Yeah. And so I think at the very least, he's confused. Yeah. Um, but like
0: to 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 that point, I think maybe, maybe that's what
1: I'm I mean, he's about. very interested in his love life, his friend's love life in a way that feels like overstepping the mark. Yeah. You know, there's a part, and I agree with you, at least for part of the film, where I think, oh, he's just a good friend. Yeah. And he's just trying to be like, don't be an idiot. Yeah. But then he just seems so involved and so preoccupied um, that it just, it does feel a little like too much. Yeah. And okay. you wonder, well, why why are you why do you care so much? Okay. You know, most friends will give you advice and they'll mm-hmm. be like, Well, you know, I'll be here if it falls down, but it's mm-hmm. your do what you've got to do. But he's not like that. Yeah. It feels like he's angry. Yeah.
0: About Yeah, something. he does feel very angry. And I think that works to, to his strengths as yes. an actor. Um it's very funny, big big performance again, and it yeah, it really works because his role is, you know, limited in it. And one of one of my Favourite little bits in the film, actually, that I see here that I have not picked as a a point. So I'm going to talk about briefly here.
1: Okay.
0: Is the little bit after um, uh, he discovers them in their kind of post-coital, in one of the ridiculous... Oh, in his house. Like, I mean, I've I've never had sex in a way that has destroyed an apartment. Like I, t- I feel like that's a kind well of a then, uniquely Hollywood. You know, maybe. Is that is that the mark that I haven't had good enough sex in my life, that I haven't destroyed... <sighs> my sex doesn't resemble a hurricane?
1: I mean, you've put me in an awkward position now, haven't you, <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> I just feel like... I don't know. No,
1: I know. I mean, it's over the top. Um, like
0: something might fall off, or something might whatever, but it's, trash like, yeah, it's like Some Tasmanian devils come through. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he discovers them. He drops the milk. He walks out, and then Ben Affleck kind of joins him on the stoop.
1: Yeah, and they have
0: that little conversation, yeah, and it's like so that as well. quiet and so unlike, so not like the rest of it. Yeah, and it's a great example, like you're saying, of the, of the you know the the argument of the in the hockey, outside the hockey rink, where it's like, I'm just going to shout the whole time.
1: Yeah.
0: And that is a great kind of example of when levels, different levels in something can be so powerful. Yeah. Because all the way through, he's been, you're going to buy a shitload of Archie books and we're going to be angry all the time. And then there's just this little bit on the step where he's just really kind of quiet, and thinking about it and he's kind of sad that his friend's set But with see her. this
1: doesn't that lead you to believe that he's gay?
0: Maybe. That maybe yeah.
1: he has mixed at least mixed emotions towards his friend. Yeah. Because he's so upset. Like I, would you be that upset if your friend had sex with someone that has nothing to do with you? Yeah. You know in the sense that it's not like you're in love with her. That's true. Like she's a stranger to you. Yeah. You'd just be like, "Oh, guys, can you just go in the bedroom?" Yeah. You wouldn't be like I'm devastated at
0: this. I I mean, I just kind of read it that he he thinks that she is going to, like, he just sees trouble on the horizon. He thinks that she's going to kind of split them up because then there's that really nice line or really nice exchange where he's like, I just, my, what is it? My agenda is to watch your back to make sure that this thing that we've spent all these years creating isn't destroyed. And Holden's like, well, she's not going to spoil the comic book? And he says, I'm not talking about the comic book. And I just think that's such a nice little. Yeah. He's like, he's looking out for his friend because he thinks that she's trouble. I don't know. Because I he's don't know. I mean, maybe. Friend. I mean, clearly <laughs> that is that is the truth of it in the end. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really nice. Um, yeah, a really nice moment, which is all the nicer for the contrast yeah. with the rest of it. I just think it's really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's great in it. Yeah. He does he plays the role that he plays really well and kind of pushes the story forward in, yeah. in really nice ways and then at the end, when he's clearly a bit happier, maybe because he's you know come to terms with who he is a little bit more mm. when he's signing for baby Dave and stuff, yeah, I just think it's great yeah, well done, Jason Lee two You're in a, a row big fan
1: I, yeah it's interesting and he's not um, in
0: dogma, so he's not going to get the
1: uh, no where was he the three must have been busy must have been busy on holiday that day yeah. Casting day.
0: Casting. Yeah. Casting day all the way.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to move on to a positive, and it's going to be an actor as well. Mm. And it's going to be Mr. Ben Affleck.
0: Mr. Affleck, I presume. Um,
1: Yes. I think I kind of hinted at it in the the spoiler-free section, but I think it's very refreshing... To have and I don't wanna keep comparing (laughs) to the previous films, but it is refreshing to have a lead actor who can act. Like the
0: third film (laughs) with unveiled, digger Brian Haller.
1: No, no, no. So bad. No, no, no. I'm just saying like it's like you know good when you see it. Yeah. And and there's something there is something very comforting mm. about being in the hands of someone who can act well yeah and early on you feel yourself melt into your chair mm. relax into it and be like okay
0: ben's got this
1: yeah it's gonna be fine whatever happens and it's just yeah for me i just find it so much more engaging yeah and i think he does a really good job of 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 being a very Kind of tortured person throughout this. You yeah. really believe the extent of his emotional kind of investment through his acting. Mm. You know, you get a real sense of like he's in love, mm. and he's you know in that way that is so consuming mm. um, that you can't really do anything else. And it, you you know, you know it's not the end of the world, but it, you but it feels like it. Yeah, um, and I think he just does such a good job of that Mm. and you know yeah and also you know he is not perfect he's a fucking dick at times but i like that because you believe it you believe that character and you believe that he would behave that way Mm. yeah so i i just really liked having him at the front i felt like he carried enough emotion in his performance that it made the film make sense Mm. you know and i think when you don't have good actors that's that's where it falls down and i think that this felt like um you know it was the first time you'd had a really a good lead actor to work on his films and to you know read his words Mm. and i thought oh yeah i kind of get it a little more now yeah like he can write well he Mm. can write characters and that's partially like development over time but it's also partially like just being in the good hands Mm. so i enjoyed that um and i think he did a really good job of kind of Expressing the necessary emotion to make this film good.
0: Yeah. Were there any uh, standout moments for you or standout scenes that you thought, oh, Ben's done well on that one? (sighs) Oh, A plus to Ben, give that boy a gold star. Were
1: there any? Give him a
0: lovely (laughs) hairdryer so he can get that bouffant look for his hair. (sighs)
1: I loved his his gigantic coats.
0: His gigantic coats. His Just big wonderful. purple sweatshirt. Yeah. Uh, Stone denim, white socks, and brown uh, like shoes. Yeah. It was uh, yeah a yeah. full on nineties extravaganza, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, and I did like that. Um, I think he. I think there was like a scene where they were in the car and she gets out. And then he goes when to he chase her. he professes
0: his love for her.
1: Before he, cha- yeah. And you just, you, I did really feel it. I was mm. like, oh, God, he's like, he's in love. Mm. In that kind of horrific, all-consuming way. Yeah. You know, when it's not working out. Yeah. Um, I agree. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> I appreciate the support.
0: Yeah, I think, a, I think that's a good scene. I think it's a, a great example of, you know how difficult Kevin Smith's writing can be. I'd imagine to some actors, yeah. because he that one monologue yeah. is all over the place. He's got to go in a lot of different directions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Affleck fan. Yeah. I'm a stan of Affleck. To use a uh, modern term. Um,
1: is that what is that?
0: It's like, um, in reference to the Eminem song Stan. It's like a big oh, fan. Oh,
1: like a, an obsessive fan. I
0: mean, I guess so, yeah. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd murder you to impress Ben Affleck. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm going to um, move to a scene that I think Affleck does well in. Yes. Even though he's ridiculous, but I feel like it fits the, the thing. It's the uh, the club scene. Um,
1: Where they're talking about the sex Life yeah, well, stuff.
0: kind of prior to that as well. Oh. From the start of that to the end of that, when they come in, and um,
1: he doesn't know that she's a lesbian.
0: He's all into her. He's yeah. all in. Um, he does the ridiculous sexy dancing when he thinks. That, <laughs> you
1: love that, that oh, don't you? Oh, the
0: most ridiculous acting in the world, but it fits because yeah. it's like because he, like you say, he's you can you can tell that he is just committing a hundred percent to this crush. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and then obviously the big. You know, twist in inverted commas that she's uh, kissing the lady, and then moving into the Jaws esque discussion of uh, injuries yeah. caused by um, you know going sexual, encounters. sexual encounters. Sexual um, encounters, and yet, and so the the kind of the dynamic of it completely changes. And so uh banky's really interested, and he's Engaged. obviously not. Yeah. Whereas it was obviously flipped around before she's kind of having to defend herself and then she gets on board more with Banky. I just feel like it's a really interesting scene. I feel like there's some great lines in it. And I feel like the dynamics between the characters all kind of shift in a really pleasing way. Yeah. Of like it starts off this yeah. way. There's one re- revelation and then everything changes. Yeah. Um. All the relationships change. And I think that's a really interesting thing to happen in a film yeah like in any film if you can pinpoint one scene where all of these things kind of change and the dynamics and the relationships yeah. and stuff it just keeps it really the fresh and interesting yeah.
1: yeah
0: i think it's acted well i think it's scripted well I, I like the little kind of black and white inserts for the sex stories yeah um i like that banky only <laughs> and he's when he sees them kissing and then he looks around and there's two women kissing and then he looks somewhere else and there's two women kissing. And he looks around and there's two women talking. And he's like, it's a lesbian but He only realizes after he sees two women chatting amicably. Oh, yeah. And then he does this big Jason Lee clapping. Yeah, hot, hot. It was so funny. Um, so, yeah, so I really like that scene. Interesting. Thumbs up, well done.
1: Good. Okay, I'm going to go. What am I going to go with? I'm going to go with a negative. No. Well, there's two parts to it. One part is I do not like that um uh what god I was gonna say what's her name? Amy. Amy spends no it's not Amy, is it? What is her name in it? You know it. Well, something like stupid like you know, Baz <laughs> something. Baz <laughs> What is her name? Alyssa. Alyssa.
0: Alyssa Jones.
1: Uh, spends ages being like, you know... To join meetings, please link a calendar in your Alexa app. I've sent a link to your phone with instructions. Cheers. Thank you. Um, I don't like that Alyssa, uh, kind of spends a long time Mm, talking... Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Joey Lauren Adams. I don't like that Joey Lauren Adams' <laughs> character spends a long time um, kind of explaining how she's a lesbian and she can't... She, you know, that means she's a lesbian and not that she likes men.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, you know, she falls in love with Ben Affleck or yeah. decides to have a relationship with him. I do, it's not that I don't think... She could or should do that. But I just think it's like, why are we spending so much time talking about how that's not possible? Only for her to then flip-flop on it. I think it undermines the the essence of being a lesbian. Okay. Um, and the argument that's being made there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it, it's like saying, well, I'm a lesbian, so I can't just, you know, fall in love with random men, even if I really like them. Yeah. Because I'm fundamentally a lesbian yeah but then she's like oh actually i'll make an exception for this one person yeah. and i just think it seems like obviously there are people who are either bisexual or you know a much more f- f- flexible or fluid in their sexuality um but that's not who she says she is mm. and i think it's a little like for me that felt very uncomfortable mm. um to to do that because it's almost like a man Kevin Smith, and maybe this is real life. You said it was based on her real mm-hmm. experience or whatever, but maybe it's like if it, to me it read as a man being like, "Yeah, she says she's a lesbian, <laughs> but really she wants a penis." Like yeah. it just felt it stunk of that, and I just thought, "Oh, I don't like that." Not when you're dealing with sexuality, mm. um, and you're trying. I sensed, um, he was trying to be kind of very you know, informed and enlightened about sexuality. And yet I thought that was a real misstep for Mm. me. And, you know, I am not a lesbian or bisexual, so I should not be speaking to that. But I imagined that it would not seem like a very, like, sensitive choice in the plot to anyone from that community. And so for me, I just thought, oh, I don't like that. And then the other part to it is, I absolutely hated, and I think this is kind of the point, but um, Holden's thing at the end of, well, let's all just have His sex. His big
0: plan. Nonsense. The worst plan in Utter the world.
1: nonsense. Like, it was like a 14-year-old boy had come up with that plan. <laughs> just ridiculous, to the point where you're like, no right-thinking person would ever come up with no. this. Like... It was just so ridiculous. Yeah. And again, I felt like it undermined some of the point of the film and some of the emotion mm. and some of the weight of the film mm. to have um, this flip-flopping lesbian who doesn't know who she is and yet defends lesbianism quite vehemently. Yeah. Um, and then this this ridiculous suggestion about sexuality and about kind of getting even and scoring and it all just being so like, juvenile transactional yeah just nonsense like are you a grown-up man like you understand how emotions work Mm. right like it just was just silly
0: yeah it's the worst plan in i I think it would be it would be up there on a list of like the worst plans in ever cinematic history
1: yes yeah
0: it's terrible. yeah
1: and yeah so ridiculous that you almost like it's 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 the only time where i feel like it's out of character yeah Because he's not that much of an idiot. You haven't established him to be that much of an idiot. Yeah. So that felt a bit wrong. So those kind of two kind of missteps in a sexual kind of arena, to me, I think just kind of undermined a lot of the good work that that had been done.
0: Sounds like a pretty hot arena. (sighs)
1: Sexual arena. Welcome to the sexual arena. (laughs) Well, Um, it's not very hot because nobody knows who they are and everybody (laughs) has stupid ideas about how to... get all
0: these flip-flop lesbians, (laughs) honestly. Makes it sound like something out of like Cosmopolitan magazine.
1: We've
0: lesbians come in one of five categories, and we've associated them. These are high heel lesbians.
1: Didn't I say flip flopping, -flopping. not flip flop (laughs) flop lesbians? I mean,
0: that could almost be a kind of you trying to. I'm really trying not to swear here, but these flip flopping lesbians. Oh, God. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think he did get in a bit of trouble with. Um, I think Glad didn't really like the film for its uh, portrayal of uh, lesbianism.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think, which I think quite upset him because I think, like you say, he, he wanted it to be a kind of, uh, a, you know, a proper look at it, a yeah. proper look at kind of the, the spectrum of sexuality and his brother is gay and so he's always been very kind of sensitive to kind of... Uh, yeah.
1: And I sensed that. Yeah. I sensed that and appreciated it but it was like he didn't think to check it with an actual lesbian Yeah. or a, a lesbian community mm. or you know, it was like it was well-intentioned but mm. it was really it really yeah. missed the mark, I, I mean, think.
0: I think he did because the, there are like lesbians in the film the... um the girl in the club who kind of um, encourages Alyssa to get up and sing. Yeah. It's Guinevere Turner and she's like a film director and stuff and I think she's a lesbian and okay. I think they're friends. So I assume he would have yeah, run it past a few people but it's, yeah, it's one of those things that to one person that's like, yeah, this is kind of a bold, you know, yeah. this is a brave look, you know, an honest look at kind of, you know, people don't fit into these pigeonholes but I think th- I think the two issues that work against him are, one, the fact that she makes the big point of saying, I am gay, that's who I am. Yes. And I, you know, I can't just... Switch,
1: it switch off. Switch that off. Yeah. And but she, then she, she does just that, that.
0: And, like, seconds later... Yeah. Ter- ...turns on that entirely, yeah. which seems...
1: Like I say, to undermine dead. the yeah. whole thing, yeah.
0: Um, because, again, I can... Und- and, and I think that she does quite a nice explanation of it in that really poorly um sound modulated scene where she's like lying on his chest after post coitally one would assume and she talks about you know that she that she became a lesbian because she didn't want to kind of shut off 50 percent of the population in terms of finding a soulmate and that she you know she was very thorough when she looked for him and i think that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, that's fine um but the idea that yeah, she's like I'm gay, and then immediately turns her back on that. It Seems a little tone deaf. And then the fact that Banky in the film makes the argument that every woman, every lesbian, just needs a good yeah. deep dicking, and the film and then kind it of, like
1: justifies that.
0: It yeah, it doesn't necessarily say that he's right, but it doesn't say that he's well. <laughs> I mean, it kind of, wrong, of says he's either. right
1: in the sense that that's what she does. She ultimately turns yeah. for a man.
0: And so, yeah, you know, having that argument in there just seems a little... Yeah, like he hasn't done himself any favors. Yeah. No. Um, I yeah. mean, it's a
1: very, I think it's a very sensitive thing yeah. to discuss. Mm. Sexuality and, and and changing sexuality or mm. maybe developing sexuality. Yeah. But I think he does it badly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I think... It, like you say, it's probably admirable to want to address it and yeah. to be open-minded. But I think it was clear that he didn't understand it.
0: Yeah. I just think, yeah, just give give like a night. Like yeah. they argue, she fucks off. Like even, it's not going to be perfect. No. But just give it the sense that like she's gone away and she's thought of it and she's kind of wrestled with it. And then she's like, you know, this yeah. is... This is what.
1: Yeah, because I thought what was going to happen is after she'd kind of on an impulse, you know, started kissing him and stuff, that she was going to really regret it and be like, oh shit, I've now made him think that there's a chance because we had this one night. Yeah. But actually, I'm still a lesbian, like, and I love him and I did it because I wanted to, like, please Mm. him and I hated upsetting him or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's still really not good. Um, but for her then to be like, oh no, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. I agree with your points. I'm going to move on to uh, another scene. It's this is a two-scener uh, set of points. Um, the record so two store points. scene.
1: No, this is just oh, one, one. but
0: Just because I've already done the club scene. Oh, okay. But I'm going to talk about the record store scene. Okay. With uh, Holden and Hooper, I think it's just a nice, simple way of shooting a scene that's yeah. all largely in one in. Two shots, yeah. Um, and so you get that nice sense of just two, that almost kind of yeah play theatrical type thing of just here's two actors acting, yeah. Which I think is quite fun, uh, and it makes sense why they would be both facing the same way because sometimes yeah, it feels that's a little yeah. contrived and convoluted. But they're looking at the thing. It reminds me of being in you know CD shops and looking through CDs yeah. and stuff, which you know uh, nostalgically makes me happy. And I lo- it's, one of those, it's one of those scenes in, because a lot of rom-coms and a lot of romantic films are hinged, you know, the drama is hinged around people not communicating and people feeling something or not really expressing how they feel or yeah. not being honest with people and all of yeah. that kind of stuff. And I love the fact that in the middle of this, well, towards the end of this film, I guess, you have this scene with Hooper who doesn't show up again after this this is his exit from the film and he just like sums up the whole cuts thing a, he yeah. cuts through the whole thing he tells Holden this is what you need to do you just need to get over it yeah because you're being stupid and it doesn't make any sense and you're just living into this like male thing if I want to be the you know yeah. I want this to be freshly trodden snow
1: yeah
0: he tells him this and then Holden's like Well, no, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going Um, to do the stupidest thing
1: that anyone has ever done (laughs) instead. Thanks for the advice.
0: Um, (laughs) And I just, yeah, I think it's really nice dialogue. I think it's really nice performances. And I, yeah, I love the fact that it's, it just cuts through the whole thing of the film. The whole, like, final act
1: yeah. Of the film
0: is hinged around oh, oh, oh Alyssa's oh, yeah. she's had lots of sex in the past and oh I'm not sure how I feel about that and he just cuts through it and says Get this is yourself. how you're feeling <laughs> this is why you're feeling it this is why you're stupid to feel it here's how you sh- here's what you should do yeah and he just ignores it
1: just <laughs> not yeah
0: um, yeah so I just think it's really it's really fun and it's funny and it again Dwight Yule is really good in the role and I think he's he's silly because it's an over the top character, yeah. But in that way of of, we're both big fans of camp,
1: yeah. gay men. Yeah. We
0: we've both had uh, good friendships with uh, with people like that in the past because we just just I say just, something mean about something. and sarcasm is get just that wonderful. And, yeah. It's like
1: British, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. It's just wonderful. Yeah. It's just so funny. Yeah. And like true. <laughs> Yes. And that's why it's so funny. Yeah. Because and this is that's what he does in that scene. And it kind of tricks just...
0: your pomposity because exactly. they'll take the piss out of something and you're like, Oh yeah, I am a bit yeah. ridiculous about exactly. that. Actually. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um and I yeah, I think he 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 in in keeping that character, he's still able to have a, a, a real kind of sense of truth and, and reality to it. Like it's not he's not a caricature. No. He's like this is I've yeah. met people like him. Yeah, And they, you know, and yeah. he, he does it really well. Uh, and I, yeah, I think it's just a great scene.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Really nicely written. I like really that as well. Shot, really nicely acted.
1: I also think he's kind of, well, I was going to say the voice of the audience, but maybe the rest of the audience is not as cynical as me, but it's certainly my voice. <laughs> <laughs> my voice of like, you're being an idiot yeah. here, is because you're a masculine idiot, yeah, and you should just get over it. Yeah. Um, And it's just wonderful to hear someone say something that you're like, yeah. Right? Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. What he said. Sex with multiple men. (gasps) At the same time. (gasps) Yeah. Love Love it. it. Yeah. Silly. Um, Okay. So I'm going to go with a positive. um, Yeah. And I'm going to say, much as I do not like a lot of the the direction that the story takes, Mm -hmm. as previously discussed, I do like the idea... Of Of a love story um of this nature which which is to say, um you know a love story where you fall in love with someone that you actually really can't have mm-hmm. like I do think you know, as previously stated, Ben Affleck does a very good job of of showing him kind of falling, yeah you know really falling in that truest sense and kind of hitting the ground mm-hmm. when he finds out she's a lesbian and i just think there's something there's something wonderful to explore there of like of of like how do you wrestle with you know especially you know members of the opposite sex you know traditionally those kind of friendships have had like this kind of sexual tension you know where where sex is taken out of the equation mm. You know, what can that relationship be? Like, and, is it
0: enough to just Yeah be around somebody you really got
1: Yeah. With? And like not, you know, have other partners, do mm. you know, have other other um, you know, sexual encounters if it's just that or whatever. But I just thought it was an interesting thing to be like, Oh my god, I've met this person who I'm just like, you know, head over heels with. Yeah. But I know I can't have a sexual relationship with them. And then the kind of interesting part of that is like, well, what now? Yeah. What do you do? Mm. Do you have to, like, get over it and fall out of love with them? Do you just kind of remain in love with them but take sex off the table? I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting um, concept Mm. to explore. I don't love the way he did it. But up to a certain point, I thought, yeah, that's really interesting. And it did make me think, gosh, yeah, I suppose that could happen all the time. You don't know. You know, you meet someone, you really click with them, you really like them, and then you realise, oh... I've assumed something about your sexuality and I'm wrong. And that takes off a whole aspect of what I was expecting of our Mm. relationship um, off the table. And I just thought, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. Mm. That kind of friction and balance. I don't know. I thought it would be interesting to explore that.
0: Yeah. And how much it's possible for you to just kind of keep on going with that. Yeah. Kind of maintaining that, the the kind of the, the dream yeah that you've had of like i oh, oh i've met this person and i really get on with her and i think she's great and she seems to like me and we have so much fun yeah and she's a lesbian she doesn't find me sexually attractive yeah but what if she did yeah and you feel like that's that's, that's the, like he's he's able to he's just kind of with. yeah maintain this kind yes. of illusion yeah. of, like, what if we were together? What yeah. if, you know... Well, and, and also, kind of like, how do you... Yeah,
1: does he eventually accept that and let mm. it go? Or does he always hold out this kind of, you know, impossible hope? Yeah. Um, And I think that would have been really interesting. And it yeah. also explores a lot about, you know, human connections mm. and how you can you know have connections with people and, and they can be really 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 strong and really important to your life but not sexual. Yeah. And how, and
0: how important yeah. is sex?
1: And I think that's that's really interesting because mm. so you know all love stories are you know end up with people having a sexual relationship mm. or okay not all I'm sure there are some but you know largely yeah. that's the conclusion. Um and so I just I did I was really excited at first because mm. I was like oh yeah. We're doing something different here. Mm.
0: Like it's a love story between a straight guy and a gay guy. Yeah,
1: woman. and what does that mean? Yeah, I just thought that was really cool, and the, 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 hence my disappointment when she yeah. decided. Oh, actually, you know that stuff that I said about who I fundamentally mm. am, and that you know, uh, lots of people around the world identify with. Just forget that. I I'm just going to change it entirely. Stage. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I thought it was really interesting. Mm. I thought. Um,
0: it's a great set. Felt
1: quite unique and interesting.
0: Interestingly, on the um, uh, Wikipedia page, yes. I didn't even realise. Uh, the film was originally inspired by a brief scene from an early film by a friend of Smith's, Guinevere Turner, who was the
1: lady that you mentioned. The lady that
0: I mentioned. In her film Go Fish, one of the lesbian characters imagines her friend passing judgment on her for, quote, selling out by sleeping with a man. Huh? Um, And so that's what it it kind of came from. Interesting. Well, there
1: is that kind of scene, isn't there, with um, the group of lesbians who are kind of talking about that. Mm. And it's clear that she feels she has sold out. Because, spoiler alert, she has. Yeah. Because she just, you know. Mm. But anyway, which I thought was interesting as well.
0: Yeah, that's That kind of like... It's kind of a shame that that's only one scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That kind of community and how how you think about your sexuality and how that impacts who you spend time with and mm. your beliefs or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Some kind of interesting little threads that mm. just didn't go the way I wanted them to.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, I'm going to go for a, a general one and it's one that I don't always bring up um, uh, but it bears fruit with this and especially in, in this kind of journey that we're going on of revisiting things. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack yeah. Uh, really stood out to me. There are a lot of songs in that that have kind of stayed with me. Have become a part of my life mm. um, as a result of them. Um, which
1: ones? Are there a particular highlights?
0: There are particular highlights, uh, and I'd love to share some of those uh, with you. Uh, if we click on the soundtrack, there we go. The impression that I get by the Mighty Mighty Bosstones, which was a feature of many mid nineties films, yeah. and it's just a wonderful film. Yeah. Uh, film. Song. Wonderful song. Yeah. Uh, that's really really enjoyable. Jumpstart by The Hangups, uh, which is playing over the montage of them right. kind of falling in love. <laughs> I guess I have a couple reservations. Really yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lovely piece of music uh, that goes over the opening titles by the guy who I think is the lead singer in um, Soul Asylum uh, called Dave Perner. Um, and it then becomes a the kind of motif... Spoiler alert when we see uh Holden in show up in Jane's Bob Strike Back. Uh mm-hmm. that's the f- music that accompanies it. you do, 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 do. uh, do, do. probably don't remember it, but it's I do not very good and very evocative and I really enjoy it. Okay. Um and then and I might talk about this a little bit later as well, but um the song at the end, We Three by Soul Asylum, I think is really nice. Yeah. Really um yeah, just a great way to, to finish the film. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I don't often pick up on songs in kind of song soundtracks as much yeah, as in yeah. this one. Um, and I yeah, really enjoy it. And another one, um, Stay, um, by somebody, I can't remember who it is. Liz Fair, I think, when he's all sad because she's, you know, they've kind of had the big argument at the hockey rink. Um And the song plays, it's such a, it's a really heartbreaking. And it starts with the lyrics, uh, you don't have to lie about where you've been because we both know you've been scheming. So why don't you give your little voice a rest, climb on up inside my bed and just pretend you need me. Just, oh my God, that just rips your heart out, doesn't it? so sad, that kind of... Self delusion of yeah. like, just I know that you're cheating on me, but just like pretend that you love me yeah. again. Like, oh my god, kills yeah. Me. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great soundtrack. It really um, highlights a lot of the um, a lot of the scenes. Kind of are improved by the soundtrack. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's really good, and it stayed with me for you know however many years.
1: Has that nineties nostalgia?
0: Oh, delicious little slab of nineties goodness. Mm, 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 mm. Very good. Can I move on to the ending, actually? I'll move on to the ending. I'll do a double point. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah. the This the, is
1: your final point or my, the ending of the film, do you mean? This is my final point,
0: uh, which is the ending of the film. Oh, I see. Um, and it's scored, soundtracked by We Three, um, by uh, by Soul Asylum, which is really kind of nice and quiet. It starts off with the piano and, and it's kind of, it's not sad, but it's like, it's not happy. And, and I think that's one of my favourite things about the... I mean, you know me. You know I love a, a hopeful ending. Yes. If not a happy ending. Yes. Um, and just the idea that they've been through some shit. There's this mental plan that has been concocted that has blown up. They weren't able to stay in a relationship after that. That's fine. That's understandable. They see each other again. And there's just that little bit of potential. Yeah. There's just that little bit of like, it's it's still too raw at the moment, but in the future, who knows? Yeah. In the future, maybe. And I think that's such a lovely... Yeah. ...spirit to finish a film on, to finish a story on. Yeah. To say the end of this story right now, it's like, nope, but maybe. Mm. I think that's such a... Interesting. And with with him and uh, with Holden and Alyssa and with Holden and Bernanke, I
1: was that's who I thought you were going to focus on. Interestingly,
0: I think it's yeah with both of them. I think yeah. it's it's a really nice um, uh, yeah really nice. It just leaves it really yeah. really in a in a very hopeful kind of positive place. If yes. it's not happy, because there's a fallout to what has happened.
1: Yeah, you can't just kind of tie that up in no. a bow it would be it wrong would to be, do that yeah.
0: but just that idea of like he's learned his lessons you know in the comic book he says you've got to put the individual ahead of their actions his his relationship with Banky is clearly you know going alright yeah and you think well in the future they, they might be alright
1: yeah
0: and I think yeah like I say I think or at
1: least friends yeah which is nice I think
0: yeah I think that's that's one Since of my
1: you do sense that connection yes between them
0: yeah and, and his terrible decision and terrible plan shouldn't and couldn't like kind of disrupt that entirely yeah but um yeah i just think it's good yeah it's really nice i if every film could finish like that i'd be Mm. happy yeah i wonder
1: if that's where your hopeful uh it's
0: possible it's possible thing came from yeah it's my big it's the first kind of big one that yeah cropped up that was like yeah yeah maybe um (laughs) and i thought yeah that's lovely that's really nice I was tapping my foot on a Friday night. And then at the beginning, the comic convention at the beginning, there's the girl dressed up in the Borg outfit. Mm. um, And she's on her own. And then the comic convention at the end, she's there in the Borg outfit. And then the boy comes in the Borg outfit and they've got into a... And just, I don't know, there's something really (laughs) nice about this kind of nameless person. Just the idea that they've got together as well. Yeah. Such a nice little kind of progression of time yeah yeah i think it just ends really really well yeah really nicely and you can tell that time has passed because her hair's slightly curly it hasn't been in the rest of the film is it any different length no but it's a little curly maybe perm perhaps
1: (laughs) okay well i'm going to wrap it up quickly with my final point i've touched on this already it is a positive and it is character development and i think it, it it similar to what you were just saying there that a lot a lot of the characters in this film f- feel very real mm-hmm. some notable actions aside which we've already discussed um but yeah i felt like there's there's good progression i think ben affleck kind of embodies that a lot but so does jason lee mm-hmm. and then you know yeah those final kind of scenes um you know, you you get a sense of their relationship and how it's progressed and how it's changed and how they've changed as individuals. Mm. Yeah, and I just, I, I really like that. It kind of g- grabs me in mm. a film. It's something that I really warm to. Um, so, yeah, I found, I, th- I thought this was particularly notable because I hadn't seen that in his previous films, mm. but this showed that he can do it and can do it pretty well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, character development for me is mm. my final positive.
0: Yeah, there's a, a bit in... Um... Uh, a screenwriting book the Sid Field screenwriting book um, that I come back to quite a lot where he talks about um, a meeting that he'd had uh, about something it didn't even matter what the meeting was about but uh, on the way to the meeting he had received a message uh, I mean it was probably a page or whatever because it was quite a while ago but it, or a phone call saying that um, his uh, cat was ill and had been taken to the vet and it might be quite serious. Mm. And then he's going to this meeting and he said, it's a, it, it's a, it was a really good illustration of you can have a, a scene between this character and this character, and they're saying these words and that means something in and of itself because these words obviously carry meaning with them, but that subtext. Yeah. The the conversation that he has at the end that they have at the end Holden and Alyssa. Yeah it's just informed of all of this like crazy relationship yeah. that they've the
1: had to that point that, and you yeah. feel
0: it all that they've they've been through it, but there's a bit of time passed so that it's not you know she's not going to slap him in the face again for being you know knobhead um, but yeah it's a real it's a very charged
1: yeah. scene um, yeah.
0: and it's not what they're saying
1: yeah it's almost like what they're not saying yeah. or yeah
0: and that's I think I just think that's good writing
1: yeah yeah no, I do too mm. yeah
0: Nice. Well, how about that? Um, So, what were your points in the end?
1: Mine were negative Joey Lauren Adams, uh, positive character development, negative ridiculous plot point.
0: Ridiculous.
1: Um, Positive interesting story about like falling in love with someone you can't be with sexually, Mm -hmm. and positive Ben Affleck.
0: Always positive Ben Affleck.
1: I'm surprised you didn't have that, yeah. I trusted the traitor.
0: um, for me, uh, positive soundtrack, positive record store scene, positive Jason Lee, positive ending, positive club scene.
1: Five. Five on no five for me. criticisms from Dan.
0: Well, here we go. Well, oh. so what was yours? Yours was three.
1: Three. Yeah.
0: So kind of on a par with more rats or better than more rats, but not quite a four. Yes. Fair enough. Um, as with, uh, any film that we score with either a five or a zero, we need to have a couple of points. Go on then. Uh, opposing that to show that we're, you know, considering all options. Let's hear it. Um, the argument outside the hockey rink is mm, the worst. Stupid. Um, it's just terrible. As we, I remember us having a long discussion when we were walking the dog the day after uh, watching Chasing Amy and having a big discussion about that scene and how it doesn't work and how scenes like that don't work. Uh, and we were saying that I think is true of like, Let's pick one line. Yeah. Like, what's the one line in this argument... That you
1: want to where highlight. ...where you're
0: saying everything you need to say? Your yeah. whole argument is summed up in this one line. Yeah. Scream that as much as you want.
1: Yeah. At or all. just where you lose your temper. Yeah. Where do you lose your temper or yeah. your patience or your whatever in this argument? And, yeah. And get get to that point. Yeah.
0: But, like, it's... It, yeah. It's the kind of thing... And it, it happens in, you know, sketches and comedy things about acting... Yeah. Where somebody plays something straight down the middle. Yeah. And then the director gainfully has to say, let's try and find some levels there. Yeah. Let's try and find some different levels. Yeah. Um and that did not happen, clearly, because nope. it was like, let's just put this into fifth gear and yep. fucking floor it. Sixth all gear, the maybe. Way. Yeah. Have you got
1: a sixth gear? Yeah, let's could, just there you go. We just get
0: it to the top of a hill, just freewheel yeah. it. Just pop it out of gear and then just let it let yeah. it roll. Terrible. Silly. Terrible.
1: Also, Exhausting to watch and I imagine to act. Especially in her voice, which already
0: sounds very raw. Oh, it sounds raw. Um, And I also think it's ridiculous that uh, (laughs) lots of stories in films where a character will say, It's kind of like the situation that happened with me. And they will tell a kind of vaguely analogous story where, you know, the situation is different, but the the lesson they learn from it. Or the emotion. Or the emotion is the same. And what Silent Bob here has is a story that is broad strokes almost entirely the same. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are you just recounting the plot of this? Yeah. Aside from her being a lesbian, which we've kind of moved past by this point, it's like at that point it's she's had lots of sex and I can't handle that. And he's like, well, that reminds me of a similar situation (laughs) where exactly the same happened to me.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think that Silent Bob as philosopher... uh, thing comes off very well i i like the idea of it yeah but i don't it often misses the mark
0: yeah and it's just based on the idea that he as i said he thought that this at the time that this was the you know the final film yeah. in the in this kind of little universe before it was called the universe um and so he was like i'm writing these films i'm directing them i'm gonna get a monologue in for yeah. fuck's sake i'm not gonna pass up my opportunity yeah. to to have a monologue on a film Um, but yeah it doesn't really
1: but directors shouldn't be allowed to do that most of the time they can't act like
0: Tarantino yes
1: exactly just no producers should step in they're doing fuck all apart from (laughs) you know up until that point that's where they need to step in and be like no like stay in your lane mate.
0: uncharacteristic venom of film producers that out of left field I wasn't just, expecting I've that I've been
1: waiting for years <laughs> they, for the do, they do fuck all
0: these <laughs> cashing in their money oh, um,
1: oh dear
0: uh, and the only other thing that I'd like to mention <laughs> is just the, the abundance of references to uh, other Askew universe films which I think is uh, of mild interest um, is this
1: a positive or a negative or what? this is is this? Just,
0: this is just an
1: FYI yeah
0: and, uh, you know as we're going through these there's going to be lots of references to all the different films um, so obviously uh, the most blatant one is Coey London um, recounting his story about having sex with Alyssa Jones yes. outside the Quick Stop, which is yes. obviously where uh, Clerks was shot and uh, set uh, and he talks about Rick Derris of course who was in Clerks and yes. also referenced in uh, Mallrats uh, Julie Dwyer I think is referenced at one point um, as the girl who died in the YMCA pool
1: right.
0: who is obviously you know that's oh, the yeah. kickoff for more rats, and we get to see a funeral in um, Clerks. Uh, Caitlin Bree, when uh, Alyssa's like my best friend, fucked a dead guy in the in the bathroom. Obviously, that's her. Yeah. Um, and then when she's talking about going to the mall, uh, you can either go to Menlo Park, which is uh, just a reference to a, an actual mall in New Jersey, or Eden Prairie, which is the name of the mall that More um, Rats was filmed in in Minnesota. Right.
1: Um,
0: and I'm sure there's other ones as well that I've um, missed. Yes. Yeah, those are just a few. I feel like there's quite a lot crowbarred in. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I I don't get a lot out of that kind of stuff. I love it. You love it. Yes. it's just not, I just don't. It's like Marvel. It's It's like like when they say, oh, he was the one. Okay, great.
0: The thing that works in its favour, I think, is that I don't think these were necessarily felt crowbarred in. Like it didn't take you out of it. They didn't go no, too exactly. far out of their way to make no. a reference to true. But th-
1: then I counter that with, so what's the point? Because, because it, it doesn't really add anything. Because
0: for someone like you, yeah, it doesn't take anything away. And yeah. For someone like me, it adds an extra little bit of kind of referencing yeah. and geeky fun. Yeah.
1: Okay. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. That would be my argument.
1: I mean, I mean, it would. It. You're. You're right. It would have, not you know I wouldn't have it wouldn't have distracted me if you hadn't have turned around to me every time that happened with a wide open mouth and a smile like da right right and I'm like what What happened what did I miss um, it just you know what I'm saying is that I did even more you know more than I could have ever dreamed <laughs> I understand that you hate me and I just don't care <laughs>
0: So that was our spoiler-filled <laughs> review of uh, Chasing Amy. Uh, uh, I loved it. Tiffany liked it. Let's move on. But here's the thing. Yeah. Throughout this whole, I'm sure, very long podcast.
1: Yes. Too I, long, maybe? I mean, there's a lot to talk about, isn't there? There's a lot to dive yeah. into.
0: Um, what did we learn, Tiffany B?
1: I guess we learned that when you let a straight white man write a story about sexuality... He gets it wrong. <laughs> he gets it pretty wrong. Because
0: he's just a little too straight and yes. a little too white.
1: Yes. Yeah, just... Yeah. And I, I yeah, I just think it, it's a little bit of a shame because I do appreciate, given the timing of the, mm-hmm. lau- uh, of the launch, of the release of this film, that, you know, he wants to talk about sexuality, and I think that's admirable, but maybe it just hasn't aged well maybe if we'd watched it or if I'd watched it that I would have been like yeah fine good whatever yeah. but um yeah didn't quite get it mm. for me
0: it's, yeah it probably is like you say it's a it's a, a sign of the times that's often the kind of the f- first few films to address a certain topic
1: yeah when kind of watched a little later
0: clunky. yeah I mean I'm sure there's a film from like the 40s oh yeah where some guys like well you know dames love sex too
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, and they're like, "Oh, progressive. <laughs> it's
0: like really progressive.
1: Ooh, Jesus. And then
0: that but then that same character, like, smacks him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't back talk to me, woman. And the
1: Conservatives are like, this film is disgusting, <laughs> protesting outside, how dare they?
0: Dames love sex? Never. <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>